This is the John Oakley Show podcast. You know, there's a particular privilege that I get when I fill in for John Oakley on Fridays, and that is the opportunity to meet with, via telephone anyway, author, commentator, and historian Conrad Black. You know, Conrad, I first of all, hello and welcome back, even though you've been back for about five or six weeks. Thanks very much, Peter. We, t- we spoke before uh, you went off to Europe, and uh, I've heard you since talking to John and delighted to be with you today. I wanted to get your take on the Democratic debate, which I have no doubt you, uh, you watched, whether you watched for the entire six hours, two nights. I don't know. No, no, I, I couldn't face that. Neither could I. The highlights. What did What did you think, generally speaking? Um, I, I think the uh, the, the biggest uh, takeaway I got on it is that the Democrats, being you know one of the two great parties. I mean, as a practical matter, as time goes by in that country, half the people are in each party. You know, it obviously varies back and forth a bit, but it, 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 over any period, you need both parties to govern, and usually one has control of something and the other the rest. And uh, so, you know, you simply can't have a major party in that country walking completely off the dock, and that's what they were threatening to do with all these insane left-wing ideas they were confecting. And what it seemed to me was that the great value of these low-percentage candidates, some of them, was to be a rod on the backs of some of the front runners who were trying to do each other and urging open borders and doubled taxes and completely socialized medicine and jettisoning all the private plans that that are that well serve seventy percent of the public now and and you know the green terror and nonsense like that and and uh, so I, I thought you maybe had the the you know the forces of good sense starting to assert themselves a bit and and I think that is the reason and that Joe Biden's a leader. It's not because he has any particular appeal as a candidate. He seems like a nice man, but he, he, he's, he's not a very galvanizing figure. Uh, but that was my number one takeaway. I, I, I thought that the, uh, of, of, the, of the people moving to the left and stating their case fairly, and I guess we have to give them credit for, 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 for doing so and, and, and being consistent, uh, the old timers, uh, Bernie Sanders, and, and, and relatively speaking, old timer Elizabeth Warren. Uh, I don't mean that disparagingly of age, but you have quite a range in age there, as well as other things. I think Senator Warren's sixty-nine, and Senator Sanders is seventy-seven, or something like that. I, I thought they put their cases well. I think their cases are nonsense, but I credit them for for sticking with them. Well, the interesting thing for me in watching, and I, did, I was like you, I couldn't watch the whole thing, but uh, I tried to watch as much as I could, and. What I see is a range, and there's supposed to be a range. So a friend of mine from the States says, well, you know, Peter, you just have to understand what 20 candidates are doing is winnowing the field so that ultimately they'll have one. But is is the one at the uh, the end of the scale that's uh, Sanders and Warren, or is at the end of the scale that's Joe Biden? And ultimately, uh, if you take a look at those two extremes, you've got a Democratic Party that's being forced to pick uh, at some point, and do do people simply vote Democrat uh, because they're Democrats, or do they vote Democrat on the basis of who they pick? And and if they pick somebody who's at an extreme they don't like, does Trump benefit? And I don't know the answer to that yet. Well, I, I wouldn't say Joe Biden's an extreme. I mean, you mean extremes in in the range that the Democrats present. There's nobody there that's on the right. No, I'm talking about <laughs> extremes like Sanders and Warren, who are fairly fairly left of left. Well to the left of our NDP, most of the yeah. time. Yeah. 
And, we, and the Americans have never been there. The, the American voter in, in any sizable jurisdiction has never voted that far left. I mean, Sanders was elected as a socialist, not as a Democrat, as senator from Vermont. Now he, he presents himself as an independent Democrat and, and votes with them in the Senate normally but, uh, and caucuses with them. But uh, it, we, the American public have never gone for an option like that. And there's a reason for it. And they're not going to do it now. But, but I, I, I mean, I, I think I think you've got that wrestling match within the Democratic Party uh, about are, are we going to adopt the line which comes out of those debates, don't use Republican talking points, don't fear to do what we know is right. If we believe in something, let's say it instead of uh, stopping and going through the polls, it's our jobs to lead, you know. And, and that is often a very good argument for a president. I mean, in great crises, you know, President Roosevelt started out with the country overwhelmingly isolationist and led it to all-out support of Britain and Canada, uh, all age short of war, you know. And, and you know, President Truman started out with an isolationist country and got support for NATO and the Marshall Plan. Well, that's what these, that's what the presidents paid to do. It's leadership. But, but, uh, in that party, I, I, I agree. You've, you've got that. You've got that wrestling match. But the thing, if you mentioning Trump, that was interesting to me. They all gave, or practically all of them gave lip service. We have to beat Trump. But <clears throat> there was absolutely not a word about all this nonsense that consumed the attention of the country for two years about Russia and and, uh, and obstruction of justice. They all know that's a dead pigeon. And, and the, some of them made reference to this rubbish about racism, but that, that one won't last for another couple of weeks. Donald Trump's not a racist at all. Well, you wrote extensively about Donald Trump in uh, last Saturday's, or the weekend edition of the National Post, and uh, you're fairly, you found him, and as I know you do, fairly praiseworthy. Um, can- yeah, not... not- completely. No, not, well, who is? Neither me nor you. Uh, And certainly not Donald Trump, but uh, you think he's a great president? That would be early to say that. If he well, obviously, one doesn't wish this, but if he died today, he served long enough to be rated, and I think he would rate as certainly a very good president. Not, no, I think for a great president, you have to serve at least a full term and 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 get you know and get and get something really important accomplished. So how does a race between Trump and and let's take the front runner and Biden shape up this far out when you look at it? Uh, Trump wins by 10%, which in that electorate is about 15 million. There are a lot of people out there who say, I'm talking about Americans who uh, either are quoted in press or people who I speak to, and, and I'm I think it's wishful thinking. Oh, no, if the Democrats do this right, they can beat Trump because people now know him for what he is. And, and I, my retort is, you know, yeah, people know him for what it is, and I think that they're going to give him four more years. Yeah. Well, I mean, when people say that, they presumably mean something terrible. Yeah. Is. But, in fact, you know, the, the day after his inauguration, there were demonstrations all over the world. I mean, tens of thousands of these people in Washington with the, you know, the pink-knitted headgear saying the pussy cats and all that nonsense uh, and and uh, as if he was some raving misogynist warmonger and racist well all that's gone away everyone can see that your only complaint of them is a stylistic one i mean you, you obviously understand why people sometimes get annoyed i get annoyed myself at the way he boasts and you know speaks in a kind of 
unnecessarily jargonistic way. Well, he's, a, he's a braggart, you yeah, know, aside yeah, well, from everything classic else. Classic kind of American, you know, blowhard. But he's also a classic American can-do guy. I mean, he's got the economy doing brilliantly. He's ta- he's standing up to China. He's stopping. It's a painful thing to do it, but he's virtually single-handedly. Shutting down the illegal immigration in the south. Twenty million people uh, are in that country who came in illegally, and and, and the, neither party, no president, was doing anything about it. A million people a year, and and they were just pretending it wasn't happening. Well, and, you know, he is achieving these things, and 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 these and other things, and. I think that when you you put the fact of unprecedented. Uh, unprecedentedly low peacetime unemployment numbers and and rising incomes and disposable income per family and working family, I mean, working class families and middle class uh, who've been flatlined all of this new millennium up to when Trump was inaugurated. And, and he, he hammers that home with all the resources of the Republican National Committee. I, I don't see what the argument against it is. I mean, the only argument is that, you know, I don't like Trump because he's a, he's a bore sometimes. Well, you know, Joe Biden is a, a perfectly nice guy who gets foot in mouth disease every two sentences. And, you know, he's a nice guy, but he's Peter, you're from Quebec as I am. The old line there, going back to Duplessis' time, was pas un chef, you know? He's not a leader. (laughs) There you go. Conrad, always a pleasure. Okay, the pleasure's mine, Peter. I hope we get a chance to see each other soon. Conrad Black. uh, I wish everyone listening, all your listeners, a, a, a really, really excellent summer weekend. It's weather couldn't be better. Oh, it's wonderful. Thanks again, Conrad. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.